Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We have so much to talk about, Meredith. We, we were piddle paddling and then Listen, the video It's hard went. to start, Dave, when it's the morning. All right, let's get started. Where do you want to start? Okay, so can we please talk about your life? Are you waiting for Dave to leave? I just can. I just said, can we talk about your live? And I'm waiting for your response. It's your turn to say words now. What live? Only the biggest live of the year. Oh, Toys for Tots. Jesus. Sorry. Take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Where is Carrie <laughs> Underwood when you need her? <laughs> Oh, it was a blast. It was absolutely uh, the most perfect, wonderful um, day. Okay, oh, listen, this is not going to work. 68. Okay. What is he saying? He was just telling me that we had a few more donations come in through through like cash apps. So it came um, like another, I think he just said $800. So... Every year we do, the majority goes to Toys for Tots. And then if donations come in after the fact, or if a donor actually, we have in the past had donors specifically say, can you please give this to a women's charity? Um, Which is how that started, a donor asking for that. Uh, We always put aside money for a women's shelter. And the one in our area is called Alpha and Omega, and they help women back on their feet and um, a lot of these women have children, and so the the women's shelter is usually asking for um, diapers and wipes, some baby items, um, cleaning supplies, things that women would need to bring home to their pantries or if they're, you know, living in a halfway house or wherever, um, like uh, personal hygiene items, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, haha, bitch. So we decided that um, after we had stopped shopping, any many money that came in was going to go over to Alpha and Omega. And that donation is going to be made in Tiffany Jenkins' name. And um, so now he has the the full total, but we'll have that. And I, the woman that I, we've done this for three years, and the woman um, who I've worked with in the past, she sends me an Amazon wish list. And she just says, whatever you can buy off the list would be greatly appreciated, you know, because then it can be delivered right to them. Before I used to shop for it and then have to drive it across town and like drop it on her doorstep. Mm-hmm. Now it just gets Amazon delivered. Um, but we have um, over $2,000 now with the donations that just came in to go to the women's uh, shelter. That's dude. That's so amazing. I, like when you texted me that, I it made me emotional. I couldn't believe it because I didn't even know that was a thing that you did. Toys for tots. 
know. I knew about Toys for Tots, but I didn't know that you donated also to like a woman's shelter. I just think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Well, you know, it's, it was, um, I was worried this year because we didn't have the corporate sponsorship that we've had in the past. Um, but I was blown away by the support and how amazing everybody was. And the fact that you shared it over and your followers and supporters came in and also donated, it was, Mm -hmm. it was great. So we drove maybe 10 bicycles, um, skateboards, scooters, helmets, um, board games, craft kits, books, Lego sets, Barbie dolls, baby alives. Yep. Toys. A lot of them. Just so many different things. The only thing that I refused to purchase and people were like, go get some slime. And I was like, I won't do it. I won't do it to parents. That's so funny. <laughs> that And such a good move too. It was cute because when I got on, it was you and your family, like just getting into the store and you were hopeful and optimistic, but I could tell you were also a little nervous mm-hmm. because it was happening. And like, I was thinking that I could never freaking do it, dude, but it's happening in real time. And so while these donations are rolling in, like you have to be grateful, but also get down to business and shop for mm-hmm. the shit. And I was thinking that while watching, I'm like, I would get so caught up on making sure that every person felt so thanked and appreciated by me that nothing would make it in the cart. I would just be <laughs> sitting in the aisle, just thanking everyone and crying. Like I admired how you were able to snap into like business manager mode for these kids and get it done. And that's what, so when I first got in, you were like, you know, we got $4 guys. Come on. I know, <laughs> I know we could do this. I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is not good. This is this is going to go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was like, you knew the whole time that everything was going to be okay. You were confident. And, and then I blinked and the people, just the support started rolling in and you were overcome with emotions. And it was just, it was really beautiful to witness. And when I popped in and made a donation, everybody was like thanking me and telling me how amazing I am. I was like, I'm sitting at my house in my pajamas like clicking buttons. Meredith is in the streets running through the aisles doing the work. She's the one who deserves all of all of the credit. No, the whole listen, I just the way I look at uh, the way I look at this is not only is it just so do you remember the episode of Friends where Phoebe talks about how you can't do oh you know you never watched Friends. Oh yeah but there's other people you're talking to so it's not all about me. Sure. I just realized most people have watched it. So when oh So anyway, there's this episode of Friends where Phoebe talks about how you cannot do a good deed without feeling good and it being selfish because... No. Yeah. We've talked about this too. Okay, sorry. Finish. Yeah. So if you do... if you, She was talking to Joey specifically and she's like, if you do a good deed and then you are happy as a result of it, it was a selfish act. There are no unselfish like acts or good deeds or whatever. And so, you know, and Joey is going on this telethon. And so he gets called on camera because of Phoebe's donation. And she gets all happy because she gets him on TV. And then she's like, oh, no, you know, like I got happy because of the donation, but that wasn't the point and blah, 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 blah. For me, it's such a ridiculous high. 
I don't even try to hide it. Like it is the most exciting thing for me to be able to go out and be sort of just a conduit to um, find, you know, getting people to donate, getting the toys, bringing them over to Mr. Bill, the Marine at the distribution center. He's such a great guy. And um, it was amazing. It was just such an amazing rush, you know, and I didn't go to bed till like 1 a.m., 1.30 that night because I was just still on a high. That's so cute. I love um, that. And we're actually going to, as a family on the 16th, distribute the toys to the parents in our area so that they can take them home and get them wrapped for their kids. That's so cute. So that'll be that'll be exciting. But I like to do it with... um with the kids because I want them to really understand like we're doing this so that others can have a great Christmas like you've had. Um, and it was a school day. Um, sometimes it, we do it on a Saturday, but today uh, this, this time it was a school day. So I only had Brian with me, Mm -hmm. but he was such a help and he kept going back and forth with carts and bringing all the bikes up and he was a, he was a big helper. So it was a great day. You've been doing that for a long time, right? Uh, 20 years, 20 years. That's insane. So my, um, friend Drew, uh, he's like a radio host and he does Drew saves Christmas every year and does the, you know, going through the store, buying gifts for people. And it's just, it's really special to watch. And the guys from the home group pod are getting ready to do like this backpack thing where they fill all these backpacks with supplies and then distribute them to the homeless, um, around Christmas time. And it, it, I just want to, I want to do something like it just giving whenever I'm upset and I can't figure out how to get out of it. Um, when I do something nice for somebody else, it instantly puts me in a good mood. It instantly makes me feel better. And I've had this conversation about it being selfish before, but I think, I think it's so cool when people like you guys have this idea and make it come uh, to fruition and make such a difference in people's lives. I think it's amazing. Talking about it is one thing, but actually doing it is another. So I have so much respect for you and Drew and, you know, everybody else who does stuff like this around the holidays. I think it's special. I appreciate that. Uh, but I really, I, and I, I'll be the first one to admit that it's definitely selfish on my part. I love, I love going in and shopping for the kids and knowing they're going to wake up happy. And it is it selfishly, it makes me giddy, like unbelievably giddy. So I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I love, I absolutely love doing it. I think, um, I'm going to definitely give more lead time moving in the future, just because you never know in the corporate world, who's going to be able to offer dollars. Cause I've had brands who have donated in the past and, you know, different things. And, you know, the economy has been very wonky and inflation is through the roof. And I I had a feeling that it was going to be a little lean this year in terms of donations, but, um, it, it was so amazing and such a great impact was made with, uh, with our followers. They never cease to amaze me how giving and kind and warm they are. Um, but next year, I think I'll definitely be like, okay, it's, um, it's September, you know, get your ass in gear and start looking for some corporate sponsors so that we know we can get some heavy lifting done with them because they're, they want to do write-offs, right? Like it's that time of year where they want to write some things off. So it's like, write it off for the kids, you know? Um, 
God, I don't understand any of that. That just stressed me out. It's okay. Like, am I supposed to be doing that? You did that. I did that? You donated. Yeah. That's a write-off. It's a tax break. Okay. Don't worry. Dave will fix it this weekend. We'll make okay. sure that it gets done. <laughs> Don't, Don't worry bring up it. money, dude. Do you see? It just ruined my life in like three seconds. <laughs> I know. It's, it is. It's tough. It's tough. It is. Can you I hate see it this too. cat or no? Um, no, it's so ridiculous because I can't even see in the far screen. Oh, there he is. I do look like a giant and you look tiny. And people in their comments are like, why is Tiffany so small? Because our computer is broken. Look at how clingy, dude. I wish my cats would do that. Do you? Yes. I try to snatch them up and they run from me. Oh, dude, your one cat. Is your one cat the same way, like super shy? Oh, yeah. Doesn't even come out? She won't. I mean, she comes out when the kids are not here and she comes out to hang with me but she doesn't want to be picked up. Dude, I'm not it's actually adorable right now, PETA. Oh, all right. I just, you know, I mean, sorry, it's not let's like, do the podcast. I'm yeah, it's not like we're in the middle of a podcast. You have a, <laughs> you have a selfie, uh, a, a selfie photo shoot over there with you and your cat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, <clears throat> it's, the morning. <laughs> and uh, what time did you wake up today? Uh, 7.45. Not bad. Not Just bad. Just before my alarm. My alarm was set for 8, but I didn't go to bed till 2. That's rough. <laughs> I went to bed later. I went. So. Yeah, you did. I saw no, this. I was sitting up reading that book. I was trying to finish that Matthew Perry book so that you could have it. Um. And uh, I got, I was reading it and he was talking a bunch about the whole nine yards, which I've seen. Um, but I was like, I'm going to throw it on the TV and watch. Is that a movie? Yeah. It's a movie he made with Bruce Willis. Oh, an old man movie? <laughs> the whole nine yards. Uh, there's a movie with like, a, um, it's not what I'm thinking of though. Maybe red. I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, so, I'm really looking forward to talking about this Squid Game with you sometime. Okay, I will I have, have a lot watched. to say. I will have it watched, and we can talk next week. What else? What else has been going on in your world for the past week? Um, for, in my world for the past week, freaking nothing. Dude, I took the day off yesterday. Oh, it was the because it's been like very. It's been one of those weeks where it's just very dramatic. And, um, like there's a lot going on and it sucks the energy out of you. And so, yes, uh, yesterday was the first day that I didn't have the kids and I didn't have any like obligations. So I was like taking them, I forget what they call it, but it's a certain kind of day where like you don't do anything. Um, there's a technical name for it, but it's where like by law, you can't get out of bed. It could be depression that I'm thinking of. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The word. Yeah. But no, but it was like I gave myself permission not to do a damn thing. I'm like, listen... Today, we're just going to take it easy. We're going to chill here. We're going to watch Squid Games. We're going to relax. Going to not open emails. We're just going to... And I had to repeatedly give myself permission over and over and over and over again because I would start to feel guilty. Um, But I've got a lot of work to do today. Since I took yesterday off, I've I made a promise with myself that like I would do some things I've been putting off for a while. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to effing do it. Oh, a mental health day. Is that what you were trying to get out? No, nope. there's like an actual, it's like an effort day or like a, some guy on TikTok was talking about it and he's oh, like, well then it's real. Okay. Okay. He might've made it up, but it's a holiday. It's a national, it's, it's a, it's a holiday that is on calendar. So I forget what it's called. No, I don't think that's true. But yeah, it's, it's where you don't, I mean, you don't do, I'm going to look it up because it's a thing. Did you watch the Matt Rife special? Um, I, for like a few minutes. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I don't want to like pile on. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, to all right, let's just let's ask it this way. Uh, were you a fan of Matt Rife's prior to his new special? Uh, not like a fan. I respect him as a comic and a human being, but I don't, you know, I didn't seek him out. I didn't um, have a crush on him. I prefer the underdogs who nobody likes. You know, like when when I have this weird aversion, if everybody in the world is saying somebody's super hot. I don't know. I just can't bring myself to like think they're hot. I'm like, well, everybody thinks it. So not overrated, you know? And it's not that I want to put him down. He's a great looking person, but I think, and I don't know if it's all his fault. I think he tried to lean in to it a little bit once he realized like it's all people wanted to talk about, but I don't care is what I'm trying to get at. And I'm trying to find a nice way to like say it. I, well, it's I don't fine to not care. I think that's a perfect, okay. <laughs> fine. you don't have to care. I, I'll, I, I'll, and, and him saying that you, he's not your cup of tea. Doesn't mean he's unattractive clearly. Right. Like he isn't, he isn't my type. Like I don't look at him and think, you know, that's like my cup of tea. 
He, um, he's aesthetically pleasing to the but, eye for, for for sure. Yeah, but he is definitely an attractive male, but he's mm-hmm. just it wouldn't be my, you know, like we prefer lumberjacks. Mm, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but you know, I was never really a I, I like same for me. I as a comic, it's like I respect what you do. You go up on stage, you he he does a ton of crowd work. That's all his TikTok is that basically brought him to fame were these clips of him doing crowd work. I had never seen one of his full comedy specials. I know this is his third. He self-produced his first two, I think, on YouTube. Um, mm. But for me, I didn't enjoy the special. Did but I also... Sorry. Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, no, I only made it halfway through um, before I was like, I, this is not my thing. And then I read um, a lot of the streaming services will um, do like a transcription breakdown. So it goes into his bits, um, like literally bit by bit and what his jokes were about so that I, cause I just was interested to read it. Oh, interesting. So you just read the transcripts instead yes. of watching him re- perform them or the second half of it. Cause I watched the first 30 minutes of it and I was like, I don't, he started when he started in talking about special needs kids and stuff like that. I was just like, you know, I don't know if it's just as a mom or what, like this wasn't, I just, wasn't a fan. Um, but I also wasn't going online or onto these Reddit boards or anywhere and saying anything because I don't care. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not my cup of tea, but I don't care. Like I'm, there are, he's got millions and millions and millions of fans. So great. Um, but what I found interesting were these reviews where they broke down his jokes and what I, what they were trying to, the point they were trying to get across is in terms of social media, he grew his audience and his platform off of the backs of women and the gay community. Right. And then in this Netflix special, he was like, I'm going to tell jokes that are directed towards straight heterosexual men. That's what I read. And then it was just like, why did you take such a sharp left from what you were doing? And his argument was, I always had jokes that were driven in this direction. The only thing that shared on social are the interactions and the crowd work, but that's not who I am as a comic. And it's like, why do you think that that's bad to, for that to be who you are as a comic? Like crowd work is amazing. Yeah. And hilarious. And it's wonderful. And you're witty and funny when you can be that fast on your feet. Um, I feel, I, but, you know how I'm always trying to play like devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad for him a little bit because I, I do believe he has a passion for comedy Mm -hmm. and I think everybody making it about your face, like seeing clips of him, like trying to perform and people just being like, I want to bang you while he's trying to, you know, be serious about it. I don't know. I think it's tough. I think being a comic in general is tough because it's so, um, you know, it's like you're teeter tottering on a line of being offensive and being funny. And if you step over too far, people are going to be offended. And, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like he's so young and I feel like I would, I don't know, as somebody who doesn't handle, uh, massive amounts of negative attention. Well, (laughs) 
Um, like I had a video go out that almost got me canceled and I don't know. I just, I kind of feel bad for him. Well, I don't, that's the other thing I was talking about is why do we keep talking about how we can cancel people? You can't cancel anyone. Oh, you don't think person. You can't cancel people. I think what John Mulaney said in his last special was, you guys don't have the power to cancel me. I tried to kill myself. Like mm-hmm. he laid it out in those terms. He's like, you can't cancel me. I I tried to cancel myself unsuccessfully. Right. <laughs> you don't have the power to do that. And I thought that there was, there's some truth in that, right? Like, I'm not saying people can't do stuff that's so awful that they should have, there are, should be repercussions for their actions. Yeah. But I'm saying the idea of canceling someone isn't really real in reality. Like, I mean, you, you, you can choose to not give them your time, attention and money. Right. But it becomes kind of like a mob mentality. No, you're right. Yeah. Spreads like wildfire. And so like choosing not to give somebody your money and support them is one thing, which I, I, you know, but then when it becomes people threatening your life and showing up at your house and doxing you and, you know, pulling up crap from years ago to try to out. I just, it feels like such a public attack and it just scares the shit out of me. So anybody who goes through it, unless it's like a crime that I find, you know, shocking and justified, like somebody who does stuff. I don't want to trigger anybody this early in the morning, but but I don't know. I think making jokes, I don't know. Well, okay. So Harvey Weinstein, 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 Wein, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. Clearly he in, in quote, quote unquote canceled. Right. But it's, but what it is, is he was a criminal. He was always a criminal. He was doing bad things that people didn't know about. Amen. It was brought to light. Yep. He was charged in a court of law and he goes to jail. Yeah. So I'm not, the, he's not canceled. He's in prison. Yeah. He, he was a criminal. He was always a criminal. So I think that the issue that I have is, is, is what we're defining things as. Right. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, he's canceled. No, he's in jail. Right. And, and we're not giving him the attention that he used to get for being this wonderful, powerful man because he was always a criminal. It's just that you have all the information now. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's what I'm trying to say is it's like, you know, you cannot like somebody. And yes, this mob mentality is insane, especially with the power of the interwebs and all of the social media, mm-hmm. you know, accounts and channels and access that people have access to to disseminate it. But I'm just, you know, I'm saying, especially in comedy, it, it, why do you try to cancel somebody? Just don't give them your time, energy, effort, and money. If they're a criminal, then they're going to go to court and be judged for that crime. Right. And if they're guilty, they go to jail. But, I mean, I don't know. Everybody out here trying to cancel everybody else, it's like, geez, Louise. I it, It's, I think, Yeah. It's a big fear of mine, obviously. And also it's, uh, it's just so scary. The internet in general is just super scary to me, how quickly things can travel and news can get out. And I just, uh, I don't know. It's weird to be in a field where you're public. I was, I was thinking about this last night while I was watching this. I know everything keeps going back to the squid game, but Uh it's, 
my current like obsession. Right. But I'm just thinking like, we're all so public about it and all these little moments and all these, you know, real exhaustion caught on camera and these vulnerable moments that are now going to be forever etched into the history books, Mm -hmm. you know, a video. It's just so permanent. And our ancestors, we have black and white photos, like maybe one or two to remember them by. But our, you know, upcoming generations are going to have hours of video footage of their ancestors. So they're going to know like all about their personality and, and who they were. And it's so different and weird. And it just scares me being in the public eye more and more every day. Like the more I think about it. I agree with that because that is a reality of ours. And a lot of people, I think anybody who is, you know, posting quote unquote to, you know, the cloud or whatever, like they say that it lives in the The cloud, cloud. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's on these social networks or whatever. But I also love the other side of it where I was pulling up video from almost 10 years ago and the kids were so little Mm -hmm. and so friggin' cute and it was us at, on a, I think a, a trip to Canada or a trip somewhere. And we were looking at all of these things that I had posted and you could hear Brian's little squeaky voice where he sounds like he's from Boston and he had, you know, cause he had this speech impediment. I feel like my, my neighbor who's I'm good friends with, she, they're, they're from Boston and the whole family lives on the street and she goes, I, she goes, I know when we moved here from Boston, they put both my kids in speech therapy. And I'm like, they're not, they don't have a speech impediment. We're just from Boston. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, Brian sounded like he was from Boston too. And they put him in speech class. So anyway, I, the point is it's really cool though, to look back and be like, I have these memories Yes, because I was I was, you know, videoing all of this and documenting all of this. And now I'm sitting on my couch a decade later and I'm like getting, you know, sobbing because my kid is getting ready to go off to college. And I'm looking at him eight years old with his little siblings Mm. playing in some park. And I'm over here jibber jabbering about, you know, probably my Costco list. Yes, bitch. And it was, it's just for me, I'm like, selfishly, I'm like, this is amazing. This is great. Like, I'm glad that I have this. hundred percent. 100%. I can't even watch my old vlogs, dude. Yeah. I get so emotional. I hear it, Whitney. I hear it. What? That's one of her songs, I Get So Emotional. (laughs) How does it go? I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. You don't know that one? No, I do. I just wanted to hear you. Oh, you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) With my terrible voice. It's like nails on a chalkboard. It was so beautiful. Oh, my God. Um, That's hilarious. But freaking, I remember sitting down and editing these and adding the music. And I remember crying when I made them. Like I freaking got Chloe's first day of effing daycare, dude, when she turned oh. two, like running up to the doors of the daycare. And then my first time picking her up. Toddling. Oh, uh, Halloween. Mm. Stop. Yeah. I can't. It's funny because you don't think about like when we went and we did the the campus tour down in Miami. Um. I kept having these flashes of, you know, just randomness, right? Like, you know, me breastfeeding him, 
me taking him um, uh, his first birthday party. It was like literally like a slideshow in my mind as I'm walking behind him and he's going into the bookstore and, you know, looking at these uh, campus maps and figuring out the buildings. And I'm just walking behind him and just having all of these just flashes come back, you know, like trick-or-treating and Christmases and, you know, just all the things. And they do, they start to flood back and all right, write that down for your book because that was uh, really painting quite the picture. It was just, uh, you know, because I could see him up ahead and I could see, it was almost like the umbilical cord had stretched too far mm. and I could see it was breaking and he was going away, you know? There was that visual. No, you don't say that. That's too sad. Yeah, that's what it felt like. No. And I was back there like this. Stop. And he was going and it was, but I mean, I managed to get through the whole visit, um, without crying on the campus. I'm really proud of you. Uh, I didn't cry until we got in the car afterwards and I feel like I kind of settled and I only cried for like a couple of minutes and then I got my, myself together, but yeah, I know. So we, so we were talking about, I took it off because I, last night when I showered, but so our amazing therapist friend who was on a couple of weeks ago. Love her. Um, she was talking about, you know, the pre-grieving and all of these things and how we how we need to be mindful and be present in those moments and everything. So we were listening to this podcast, um, and I'll have to get the full details to give full proper credit, but it talked about how it was this sports psychologist who was talking about how athletes get over traumas, right? Like injuries or bad things that happen in their careers because they put so much negative energy into it. They have to learn how to take the negative energy and transfer it into positive energy, which is basically what she was saying. Like be in the present, be mindful. Don't think about the past or the future, but be right there because nothing bad is happening right now. Right? Mm -hmm. So he talks about how if you have a bracelet, every time you have a negative thought, you take the bracelet off, you ha- turn it into a positive thought, and you move it to the other wrist. And he goes, in the beginning, my clients will do this 50, 60 times a day. And what you're doing is you're taking that negative thought and turning it into a positive. Take the negative, turn it into a positive. And eventually, by day five, six, seven, eight, he's saying, people aren't having those compounding negative bad thoughts because they're forcing their brain to turn, spin it into a positive Dude. by physically moving the bracelet. Interesting. And so- I thought it was a great way for me to say, having these thoughts about Matthias leaving and what it means. And when I would say like, I can't believe he's going to be so far away you know, how am I going to not, how am I going to live without seeing him every day? And then I changed it into, we have FaceTime now. He's going to call me and I'll get to see his face wow. uh, as often as I can. And then it would turn and I'd have this thought about it's five hours away. How can I even make that trip? And then it's like, it's $125 to fly to Miami. I can find that in the budget, you know? And so then I just keep, you know, she's switching what, back and forth, keep, by the way, I for keep those, switching. Yeah. For those of you who can't see, yeah. Um, I, she's, I mean, the act, the ritual of physically taking it off and moving it, I think yeah. is such an interesting, crucial part to this. 
because saying, okay, I'm going to switch my thoughts is one thing, but doing the actual act of it, that could, you could use that for anything. Right. And I think that the tactile thing of moving it, the physicality of it is what in your brain is like, stop doing that. Do this. Stop doing that. Do this. You know, dude, that's such a cool thing that you shared. Yeah, I have to give credit where credit is due, and I will um, find the information and I'll put it in the podcast listing. But he's a sports psychologist, and the reason we were listening to it is because you know Matthias is pole vaulting, and it was talking about after an injury or after a a failure in a you know in a sport or something like that. How do you get back on track? Interesting. And, and this psychologist was talking about that. So did it was he interesting? Did he mention anything about Tom Brady by chance? No. There, this is so weird. Flip was telling me a story the other day about a sports psychologist and some life-changing info he gave to a football player. And now you're telling me this story. And I'm just wondering, like, are sports psychologists, like, the answer to all of our problems? <laughs> Like, are they therapists on steroids? Like, no pun intended, but I mean, like, it feels like they have mind tricks and things in their arsenal that they bust out to help these sports people, like, get over shit quickly. And Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade cover quickly so that they could get back in the game. Well, you know, before he was a sports therapist, he was a trauma therapist. So this guy that I'm talking about, I don't know about Tom Brady's guy, but this guy specifically used to deal with people who had very traumatic injuries from car accidents or um, soldiers in war, things like that. Mm. So, and then he moved it into the sports world. So I think you're right on that aspect for whatever reason, they definitely that it's seems like, to be the thing. It's like a fast track to healing. Maybe. Because it's not like a regular therapist where they're like, all right, come to my office once a week for seven months and we'll help you get over this. They're like, listen, we got a fucking Super Bowl to win this weekend, guys. <laughs> Give me that brain. I'm going to fix it and we'll get you back in the game in no time. Like, that's what I need. I like that. Well, you know, life is a contact sport. So don't say uh, that in point like a whippersnapper. Uh, uh, so maybe that's what we all need is a little sports psychology. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right with that. Let's call, is he taking new clients? I don't know. I got some oh. issues I need fixed by the weekend. Oh Lord. Well, speaking of the speaking weekend, of, uh, do you even want to know what I have lined up for us? No. The amount of fun. Oh, God. Oh, by the way, ask the kids, would they prefer cinnamon rolls for breakfast on Saturday morning, or do they want eggs and bacon? Oh, I think they said they want all of it. Okay. I just asked them. Okay, I can do that. They said no that, problem. That all of it, please, is what they said. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. 
Yeah, no, I'm as usual, like excited and nervous. I'm mostly nervous because teleportation doesn't exist. So I have to do things. I know. Um, Driving in the car with the kids. It's like, it's like if, I don't know, if you were to take fire ants and just throw them into like a bottle and put the lid on it for five hours, like whatever happens inside the bottle, you can't escape. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like to be in the car with them. It's really, they're at the age where everything that comes out of the other person's mouth. Oh yeah. Enrages them. It's so I saw a video of yours and you were talking about like something so he's breathing near me or something. And I'm like, what a funny exaggeration to express, you know, how tough it is with siblings, like, and how <laughs> ridiculous their arguments are. And now I see it wasn't a joke at all. No, it wasn't something you made up to be ironically exaggerating <laughs> funny. It, they will fucking throat chop the other person for breathing too hard. Right. Yeah, this more and it here's the thing. It doesn't stop as they progress into the tween and teenage years. Matthias was out front of Sophia's door screaming at her this morning. If you don't get your fucking shoes and your fucking socks and get in the fucking car, I'm going to leave you. Shut up. And he's been he's been really testing some boundaries, let's just say, with his F word usage. And I don't have any room to talk because I speak like a sailor. But I'm like, is it necessary to drop the F-bomb? Now, he probably only said the F-word once, and I embellished it. But the F-word did come out of his mouth at his sister through a door because she didn't. Now, she was also late. That's her thing. That's what she does, right? She is constantly late in the morning, and she is the first one up. So I, it boggles I, the mind. Is she? Is she late? Like, to me, there's a difference between, you know, just failing to prepare to plan and then just like being a cat that Mm. just sashays around the room, not giving a shit on nobody's timeline. Like that's Chloe. We're late. She could care less. And it goes straight to like my anger bone. And it's something that I really need to work on. But if we are clearly in a rush, we're clearly running late and I'm saying, Hey, please, get your socks on and you instead just stare off in the distance blankly or do a cartwheel or start hitting a balloon. It's so hard for me not to lose it. Yeah. That, yeah, it's, it is Is tough. But is that how Sophia is? Is she defiantly like slow Uh, or is it just like a, she's, she's has trouble getting ready. I don't think she has trouble getting ready because there are plenty of times where she's ready and waiting for him. But it like sometimes, you know, when she she just won't leave the the mirror. She's just putting on more makeup or <laughs> oh. she's just staring at herself and we're just like you have to go to school now. Like <laughs> this is just how you look. You need to leave. You know, or she's continuing to straighten her hair or whatever. Interesting. It's hilarious to me because right now These kids, what is in fashion for these kids in this generation, she has a full face of makeup. Her hair is done like she's walking out of the salon, but she is dressed like Adam Sandler. I knew you were going to say that. She's got on a baggy old t-shirt of Dave's. She's got on jorts, 
high socks and skate shoes. <laughs> and it's very confusing to the mind because you're like, what, what was the aesthetic that you were? <laughs> Have you made a video about this yet? I've just made stories or whatever. I've I make a video. Stories. It's hilarious. But I just don't because it's like you tried so hard right here. <laughs> yeah, that's so And funny. then it was like troll under a bridge. You got to make it. It's so true. Dude. And you're not allowed to say anything because she's like, why you got to wait? I, I, I need to get the words right. Why you got to bag on my fit? Is that right? No. Bag, on, bag on my fit. <laughs> I hate Put it. a bag on my fit. Stop. I don't. And so I'm just like, I, cause it's like, you're, you're, you tried so hard here. Yeah. That's hilarious. And the wheels fell off. And then she goes, this boy in class just made fun of me. And he asked me why I was wearing my dad's clothes and blah, 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 blah. She goes, but I told that basic white boy, your hair looks like an ice cream scoop. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Dude, I, I was on. I was watching, uh, I was on social media and I came across one of your videos and you were holding up a shoelace and you're like, do you know what this is? If you're thinking shoelace, you're wrong. And I just kept scrolling. I was just like doing something. I went to the mall with, uh, my bonus daughter who just turned 13 and there's girls in front of us. And instead of a belt, she has a shoelace like tied around her waist. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's in an interesting choice. And then I remembered your video and I'm like, stop it. Is this the style now? Is this what Meredith was going to say? Yeah, it sure was. And the, and the reason, the only reason I knew it is because this bitch keeps going in my closet, taking all my shoelaces out my shoes. So I go to put my shoes on and I only have shoelaces in one shoe. And instead of taking the other shoelace out, out of the same pair, she goes into my closet and takes a different shoelace out of a different pair. And I'm like, this has to stop. Get your own fucking shoelaces. I can't wear a single pair of sneakers because you've taken all my shoelaces. So they're obviously going to start making shoelaces, you know, like belts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that would have worked for me when I was her age. I don't know if I could have wrapped a shoelace (laughs) around me. I don't know if it would have tied. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a... a shoelace body type of lady. Listen, I was just like, why are you... Why? Why are you guys? That's why? so funny. But it was and like two years ago, they were dressing like fly girls from the nineties. So it's it's just rapidly changing at a pace at which I can't keep up. Well, for you know what's weird to me though, like the, I don't know if it's everybody or just this one girl, but the bow for the shoelace was tied in the back, and I was like, God, when you got to go to the bathroom, that's like a oh you know, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, they tie it in the back. That's a pain in the it's ass. Like crisscross. <laughs> Crisscross, the, the rappers make it jump, jump. Yeah, that wore their their overalls backwards. Oh, I don't, I don't know. That was like uh, you, of course. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so much older than you. My apologies. I feel like I was gonna say something. Shoelaces. Oh, I. So I went to take my bonus daughter on like a shopping spree for her birthday or whatever. Not shopping spree. Like, bitch, your budget's two hundred. But like, you know what I mean. So, <clears throat> like. Lululemon pants. Oof. Uh, it was it was like Black Friday in that store. She the moment we walked in, her eyes became like black. <laughs> you know how before somebody like murders someone, like their eyes, no, go like bl- a shark, a shark. Yeah. They that get that glaze over their eyes and they're going in for the kill. Oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize her anymore. She changed shape. 
she was like on a mission, dude. She's like, I need the dance pants. I need the dance pants. And I'm like, okay, so this is what you're, you're wanting a pair of pants is, you know, what you want your gift to be. And she's like, yeah, we can wear these pants. She goes to private school. She's like, these are approved. And I was like, that's amazing. You know, they're $118, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't mind, but I just want to make sure that you know, um, that these pants, you have to wear them every day for the rest of the year. Like you can't wear anything else if if we buy this. Um, it was so, and then she, we got in the car. She sent a screenshot to all of her friends. She's like, guess what pants I got. And they all started guessing like different brands of Lululemon, like different, whatever yeah. you call them. I'd never been in there before. It was very, it's like a cult. And it she, is. It's very weird. So what I will say about Lululemon is I was gifted um, two pairs of Lululemon yoga pants mm-hmm. seven years ago. Okay. I still wear them. No holes. Mm. They still, they're still elastic. They still stretch. I still yoga in them and run in them and go to the grocery store in them. So, so it's a quality. Cost, yeah, the quality is is ridiculous. Interesting. Um, but the price is. I mean, you are investing like in a new home. It is well. I, and it's you know, expensive. I think it's like before we even went in there, she was like, "If anybody ever goes to Lululemon, save the bag that they put the pants in, because I guess the bag itself, the bag that you check out with, is a trend." To, yes. To carry your things in that. Yes, it is. Because it's it's like a status thing. So yeah, I don't know. I guess think back to. No, I get it. I really do. But it's just so silly how it comes about. Yeah, you know, it is. It is a full on status thing. And so I've, I've explained to Sophia on multiple occasions um, because I wouldn't buy her the Lululemon pants. So she got upset. And I said, listen, if you want to borrow mine. <laughs> No, You're welcome to borrow mine, but I'm not spending that for you. You're a child. Um, and so she has borrowed mine on occasion. And then I found that Fabletics is a pretty good dupe for the Lululemon. And I can get two for 24 on an online deal as a member. So I got her those. And she still does go into my drawers and take my Lululemons to borrow them. But I'm like, I'm not buying you your own Lululemons. And now she has a job. So, well, growing up, I never had like the new fancy stuff ever. Like I was a hand-me-down gal, like most of us. Yeah. Um, Everybody else would have fashion, you know, trends and like new exciting. And I knew it just was never an option for me. My mom was like busting her butt by herself. Um, and I remember how important that shit was at the time. Like tear away, freaking tear away Adidas pants or, is that, or Nike pants that, with the buttons on the side that you rip yeah. away with Adidas flip-flops and socks. That was so cool when I was in middle school. I begged my parents for these pants. I mean, was, what, do you, what, what, what activity are you doing that you need tear away pants? That's what I'm, I'm still sitting here trying to think because they don't tear all the way. You still have to take the waist off. No. Yeah. 
No, they button all the way up to the waist. I don't. Don't they? I don't think so. Then you just have two halves to make. Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> That's that is weird. weird. <laughs> You're probably right. Like, what are you tearing away for? A number in a strip set? Like, what are you doing that is like, I need to pull these pants off immediately? Like, what? Does anybody? So, I don't know. I, it was when I was in middle school, that was like the thing, dude. I don't know if anybody, the waistband did not come apart. Somebody said, yeah, I don't think it did. I, I mean, I don't, I was once again, too old for that trend. Um, but I also grew up, we went, we went back to school shopping at Goodwill. We did not have money. We did not have the ability to get, I never had brand new anything. And we definitely didn't have the money for like cool sneakers or brands like that. Oh my gosh. I just, this conversation just unlocked a memory Mm. that in my head one year I told my mom that I was going to make my school clothes this year (laughs) (laughs) so that she wouldn't have to buy me any. And I shoot you not. I went and took like old outfits and repurposed them. Like I took pants, turned them into shorts and used the extra material to like glue pockets onto the shirt so that it would, I really thought I was doing something. Did you ever wear them to school? I did. I'm sure I did, but it had to have lasted just a couple of days before my mom's like, okay, honey, you've got a trail of glue stick goo <laughs> following you out the front door. And I think maybe it's time, but it's just interesting that that's where my brain went. We're struggling. Mm-hmm. Let me help my mom by making all my clothes this what year. What a so sweet she- kid. It's so weird. To think I forgot all about it. Oh, I mean, I, that, so I also unlocked a memory with that. And it was the fact that my poor dad, my mom would even buy his underpants at Goodwill. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I would remember getting home with the bags and pulling everything out because the definite r- rule when you shop at Goodwill is you wash everything the yes. second you get it home because it, they these are literally items that just came out of somebody else's house. And even though I wash my things before I donate, doesn't mean somebody else did. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. And I remember pulling out pairs and pairs of Fruit of the Loom underpants. And I was like, mom, why are you buying dad's drawers from Goodwill? And she's like, there's no stains in those. They're good underpants. And I was like, oh man, this is bad. This is bad. Like I just felt so, and my, my dad was like, I don't care where my underwear come from. And I was like, okay, you guys are weird. Um, so but now that I think about it, I have donated the boys like boxer briefs, like the under armor or whatever. And I'm like, I've donated those to Goodwill. Somebody somewhere use them, dude. Somebody's going to want these. I'm like, these are a good quality. They're clean. No stains, no stains. So yeah. Grandpa Tom. Wore a lot of, we used to say he wore a lot of dead man's underwear. Yeah, <laughs> That's so weird. Well, you would just, I don't know why I assumed these men were dead, but I was yeah, like, why do you, <laughs> I kept saying to my mom, why do you keep buying him dead man's underwear? And she's like, how do you know they're dead? Stop it. And I was like, Christine, they're dead. They're all dead. <laughs> she's like, you're seven years old. Don't call me Christine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I started calling my mom Christine and probably I don't know my my mid 20s and she did not like that at all. I imagine. At all. Now she just accepts it. 
she's like, this, this is, it, there's nothing I can do. I've heard, I feel like I've heard you call her mom though. Oh, I call her mom all the time. It's only, I only call her Christine when she says something hilarious or, or so ridiculous. And it's how right. I call her on it. Right, right, right. I like get it. One of my mom's favorite sayings is, I wouldn't do that. You'll wake up dead. And I was like, Christine, how are you going to wake up dead? How are you going to be dead and then wake up? Like, what is your thought process on this? But my mom says it all the time. And so every time she says it, I'm like, Christine, we've talked about it. You cannot wake up dead. You're just dead. And she's like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, just say you'll end up dead. And she's like, just stop. She's so cute. She's hilarious. And that's why. Um, it's so funny because she, that I notice myself saying exact, the exact same things that my, you know, my mom used to say uh, constantly. Like, and it's not in a positive way either. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would always say to my dad, just dig a hole, Tom, just dig a hole, shove me in a box and put me in the hole. I can't take it anymore. Do you know how many times I've said that to Dave? I'm like, just dig a fucking hole. I'm just going to climb in. Isn't that so And he's like, you're so dramatic. And I'm like, I'm not sure where I get it from. (laughs) That's it. I totally get it. I'm not going to be able to think of a good example, but my mom would always do this thing where me and my sister would be talking about it and she would somehow like turn it into a threat of violence. (laughs) I can't even explain it, but she's like, go brush your teeth. You know what I mean? And we're like, okay, in a minute. And um, she's like, you're going to be picking them up off the floor in a minute if you don't get in the bath. Like, and it was so, she would always turn it into like the most random threat. And me and my sister would always joke about it. But now that I'm a grown up, I see myself doing that almost every day with the kids when they give yeah. me an excuse and they're like, mom, I'm too tired to walk upstairs. I'm going to be like, well, you're going to be pulling yourself by the arms up the stairs when I kick you in your kneecaps for not listening. <laughs> like just so violent. After I take this lead pipe and Nancy yeah. Kerrigan and Tanya Harding the shit out of the back of your knees. <laughs> You get very specific to like a 1984 sports reference. (laughs) It's so funny. That's the kind of shit that she would do. It used to piss me and my sister off so much, but I do it all the time. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my stomach hurts. That is hilarious. But that's true. I think we do. I, I do it. I do the exact same thing. I, whatever I'm asking them to do that they don't do, I end up saying how I'm going to either shove it up their ass or smack them over the head with it. Sylvia said, or I could make shanks out of those toothbrushes instead, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Make shivs. Oh, so yeah. Is it to shiv or is a shiv to shank? Mm. Mm. Chicken or the egg? Chicken or the egg? I think... Um, I don't know, dude. One of them. I think po- the shank is the action. The yeah. shiv is the object. Sure. That sounds right. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I don't know though. I don't know either. <laughs> I feel like um, I can hear my heart beating in my ears. Yeah, me too. You can? Yeah. It's, <gasps> I think because we've had these headphones on so long. Oh, wait, are you being serious? Or are you being yeah. Serious? Oh my but gosh. It's been, it's been an hour and 10 minutes. This is a long one today. That's really validating though, because this whole time I've been thinking like, this is the end. No. <laughs> like my, I'm having a heart episode. This no. is it. 
this isn't normal. And as soon as I get off of here, I'm going to have to go to the ER. Okay. So do you want to hear, I haven't shared this yet. Then yes, obviously. I'm just, okay. I'm trying to figure out how to share this. I mean, obviously our podcast is already explicit, but wait, what the, I'm going to divulge some information. I'm scared, dude. Your voice got so quiet. We were just, okay. I was going to whisper, but then I realized nobody's in here. Um, so I have been on testosterone for this week. I got oh. my shot. I got my shot on Sunday. I got my first shot on Sunday. And I didn't really know when I should start to feel anything, but the from what I'm reading and what the doctor sent with the you know the prescription stuff because it just it's mail order, so you get like a a sheet with information and everything. And I started doing some googling, and they're like, by day three you could potentially start feeling the effects of this because it is shot into the muscle. So it slowly goes throughout the week into your system between day three and five. And then you'll notice like on week two, you'll could, could feel more energy, this, that, the other thing. So I'm trying to say this delicately without being gross. You are a horn dog. No, but we were having relations. Oh shit. All right. The other night. Oh, God. Meredith, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what are you about to say on the internet for all of eternity to be here? for? Okay, so par- part of having low testosterone, going through the change, um, per- per- perimenopause, menopause, and I'm not coming up with this term, but there is a term out on the internet called sandpaper vagina. And sandpaper vagina is exactly what it sounds like, right? It's it, dry. It could be dry down there, right? Are you about, I'm just, are you about to tell us? All I'm saying the is. The weather conditions of your vagina? There was a marked shift after having had the shot. And I was so surprised. And I was like, I'm a believer. Please tell me that that's what you yelled. I'm a believer. <laughs> And I was like, what? Wow. I was like, if this is the beginning of improvement, move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Move, bitch. I was like, what? So all I'm saying. I'm really happy for you. It was it was very, it was one of the symptoms that I had had my forever that I was like, if this is what the other half lives like. What about, so do, what do you use? Lube? It, always. Huh. Always. I don't make it. I don't make, like, like it. my body doesn't make it. Interesting. And e- ever? It, ever. <gasps> oh. Ever. In my whole life. Really? Mm-mm. I... And that's why I believe it like in my core to my bones that I have been estrogen dominant my entire life since like my first period, because these symptoms all started with the onset of puberty for me. Oh, wow, dude. So it was literally like eye opening. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. So I was like, wow, I want to make fun of you, but like genuinely 
I'm really happy for you. I mean, I, we could, yeah, it's funny. No, no, no. It is funny. Yeah. Like, but in reality, if discovering something, you know what I mean? That it was always supposed to be this way. Like that's how I felt when I went on a certain medication for a certain thing I've been diagnosed with. I'm like, yeah, is this how normal people feel? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So anyway, and I, okay. And did, I don't want to make it weirder than it has to be, dude, (laughs) but did anybody else involved in the sport notice (laughs) uh, the team's advantage? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then he go, then I think his exact words were, Oh God, I will shoot you up every week. If this is going to (laughs) be how it's going to be. And I was like, great. That's your job. You do the shots. Shot, 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 shot. Yeah. I'm happy. Uh, Dude, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. So anyway, so that was, uh, and I told everybody that I would fill them in on this journey because I do believe that because women don't talk freely about these types of things, they don't know how to ask for help, how to advocate for themselves with their doctors, what to expect. And so I have been, I I said, I'm going to update you guys every time there's a new development. And I can tell you that that has been a new development with the testosterone. Congratulations on having sex. Is this what you're ending on? Somebody said. (laughs) Somebody said that. Yeah. In the comments. Uh, Somebody called Creeper Boom Boom. Yeah. I mean, we could, uh, we could. um, Yeah. How do we we segue to anything else? (sighs) Um, I had my 16th house showing. No, let's end it. Okay. That's depressing. I was calculating how many times I cleaned the house since we put it on the market. And I was like, I've spent so many hours cleaning this house to get it prepared to show. That might be okay. But like, it's getting clean. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's never been this clean. Maybe I need to start showing this house. Then I won't have a choice. They'll be like, you have a showing it for today. And I'm not selling it. <laughs> I'm just going to show it to people. Yeah, but knowing people <laughs> are coming, dude, will motivate me. Oh, well, I better hurry up. I've got a showing today. <laughs> I've got a show. That's so weird. It's and genius. random people just walk in and they're like, very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. I love what you did here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's what I need. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Anyway, um, well, cool. So Toys for Tots was a success. That makes yes. me so happy. Um, your vagina is a success. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Incredible. Um, I get to see you this weekend and I'm oh, so excited, but not so as pumped. excited as my effing children are. I am so excited. I have so many things lined up. Uh, I'm going to go back to Costco today. Um, cause I forgot a couple of things and I'm going to get the Costco cinnamon rolls, the granddaddy, big Mac size ones. They're going to love those. You yeah. mean Mac daddy? Mac daddy. That's what I, <laughs> I'll get the old granddaddy roll. <laughs> I, I say shit like that all the time. And the kids are like, how old are you? And I'm like, shut up. That's so funny. I'm a yes. Yeah, spring chicken. Can I bring something, anything? Um, 
No. Please say no. Please. No. Okay. No. Well, if you think of anything, let me know. <laughs> no, just don't call me. Bring yourselves. Um, a dinner will be ready for you guys tomorrow night. When you arrive, we are doing lasagna and garlic bread with oh my Caesar gosh. salads. Delicious. We haven't even discussed times. Please arrive um, by. I was um, going to pick the kids up early from school just because it's like exciting. Great. I would love. I would love for you to arrive right around when you get here. Okay. I got, I started getting nervous and then I got relaxed. No, don't worry. Whenever you pick them up for school and head that way, just obviously shoot me a text, but I will have the lasagna, the garlic bread and the Cesar salad ready. Uh, we will then go into some light cookie baking, uh, with, uh, some hot chocolate and marshmallow fluff. Uh, we will then be playing Christmas music and probably do some gift exchanges. Uh, and then we'll make our way into Saturday's activities. That sounds fantastic. When you say gift exchanges, um, are your kids going to be there? I'm just giving gifts to your kids. I know, but we've already discussed this and how awkward for me. No, sh- they're not actually going to be here. Matias won't be here. Sophia will be at work. Brian will probably be playing Fortnite. No, don't worry about it. Uh, they understand that it's about the little kids. Yeah, but just like for me, it feels uncomfortable. If it feels uncomfortable for you, you can do whatever you can want. Can I buy you but... and Dave something? No. No. I didn't get you anything. I'm going to do what I want. Okay. All right. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm do- I have an idea. No, I don't. Whatever. Don't, don't get your hopes up. It. It's not going to be great. I don't, I do I'm, my gift is you guys coming. That's so funny. Cause can't relate. I would I, never say that about anyone. Listen, that is not a gift. I have a very firm itinerary and I am so excited. Okay. What? Yeah. No, don't say firm itinerary, Meredith. Cause I will slash my own tires right now. <laughs> don't fucking say firm itinerary. Okay. It's a, it's an easy breezy itinerary. I will throw up. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to fake a leg injury. Oh, God. You can still come with a leg injury. Yeah, but I can't really, like, participate in things. Okay, Um, I'll take off the potato sack races. (laughs) (laughs) Caden has a football game this weekend, and I didn't realize it because he just started the season. And uh, I was like, hey, bud, um, I know you really want to go to Meredith's, but you have a football game this weekend, so I'm going to give you a choice of what you want to do. And he's like, Meredith, like without hesitation. I was like, okay, cool. I just want to make sure that's what you wanted to do. Cause I didn't want to pull you away from something, but yeah, no hesitation. And Drew said he can hang back and I'll watch him if he wants to go to the game. But, Oh, I feel so special. Yeah. I don't know. Because Kate and I did not believe was going to get onto the, the, uh, the train. Yeah. He's listen, I don't think he's going to get on the train. Like, you're going to be like, hey, it's time to make cookies. He's going to be like, cool, cool, cool. Um, Eminem just dropped. I know. Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And he keeps asking about Brian. He's like, so is Brian going to be playing Fortnite? Oh, yeah. They can Fortnite it up the whole time. It'll It'll be a blast. Oh, God. He'll love it. Yeah. It's because it's Uh, Brian's fault that we're even here in this predicament. Yeah. Yeah, But that's that's all they've been talking about was that Eminem drop Mm -hmm. for Fortnite. Yeah. I think he has the skin. Brian has the skin. So does uh Caden. Yeah. So they'll 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 have a good time. And I'll pull them away for cookies and things and then send them back. 
Cool. Because okay, we have good. to do some, you know, stuff with them. But then it'll totally just be like a party with us and Chloe. Yeah, love it. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next time on another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. We love you so much. Oh, I forgot to say it. Sorry. I was reading the comments. <laughs> it was weird hearing you say it by yourself like that because you it's- said... Who have no idea. idea. I was waiting, but you never chimed in. I got distracted. Um, All right. Because somebody said bring a fruitcake, and it brought back memories of jail when I was in. Oh, God. um, S U is when I was in watch, when they were watching me, and I wasn't allowed to have sharp objects. Yes. They fed you fruitcake, and all your nutrients and shit was in this one fruit cake, like all the proteins and shit. And one fruitcake. And you didn't get silver. You had to eat it. Anyway, I just, like, got teleported back. Note to self, get rid of the fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was going to be the highlight of my trip of the night. You're going to be like, and now for the grand finale dessert. <laughs> you bring out... <laughs> a fruitcake and I'm like I start twitching yeah (laughs) okay I'm gonna hide that real quick (laughs) all right guys we will see you next time have a great day red button red button love you bye